Hi everyone, welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Um, happy Max Fun Drive! Happy I guess that's kind of Max like a Fun weird... Drive. Like I'm not getting paid by Maximum Fun, but I am a donor because I enjoy their content. So, <laughs> well, I mean, our content depends on their content. So if that's you like, true. if you like us, you should support them. All right. Uh, anyway, today we're talking about episode 24 of Amnesty. Um, it was like a month since the last episode, which ended on a pretty big cliffhanger, but basically we're in about the same place we left off. I mean, not really. There was a lot of running around in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I feel like a lot happened, but it like in, in reality, that was probably only like 45 actual minutes of their day. Yeah. Isn't that weird? This is an hour to describe five minutes of action. Maybe, maybe (laughs) 10. Okay, I okay. So this is my first question. I know we have a lot to discuss in this for this episode, but my first question is: Are there multiple nom noms again? Bomb bombs? Yeah, I forgot. I feel like I should have. I was just gonna roll with it and assume that like, oh, I forgot from the previous episode, but maybe I should have gone back and listened because I mean, they started to chase the one, and then. There was also Ned one with got Ned. like yeah Ned got sucked into the rift and then there was another one over there so I yeah. think like yeah I think we already knew that well there's two but maybe didn't fully process it so yeah it does seem like there are multiple entities again this time at the end of the last episode I don't know that we I don't remember dang it you're right we should have listened again I don't know if we saw a creature inside the thingy with Ned, or if we did, if we realized that they were two distinct creatures. So the the scene that Griffin described was so detailed this time, and it it didn't, in my head, like, I was trying to think of, how did we end this last time? Like, last time I feel like it was a lot more abstract, whereas this time, I'm like, cool, we're in a hotel, there are five rooms, there's a, there's a railing, and there's, a, like, I had all these, like actual details um dude should we listen real quick to the end of the last episode no because i feel like even the end of the last episode they had a lot of things going on i think we would be listening real quick ah okay adventure zone because i they started off in a tron world he was walking around and he was walking towards some lights and then he woke up and he found himself facing the monster i think something along those lines okay um, so basically at the end of the episode, Ned is in the the hotel and he can hear that there's something in the conference room. So he goes to investigate and then Griffin explained that it is the creature has stepped through one of the rifts and it's back in like particle form, light particle form. So I, oh. I think it kind of sounded like it was the same creature and get this, I don't think there's any evidence that during this episode, episode 24, Mm -hmm. that the stuff with Ned and the stuff with Duck was happening simultaneously. So it it weirdly seemed during this episode like there were two because Ned was fighting one and Duck and the sheriff were chasing the other. Yeah. I I guess it could just be one, though, still. I'm not sure. It could, because there is, I'm pretty sure there's a riff that leads to the clearing i don't like when ned was was or when yeah, when yeah. Griffin was describing all of the rifts he didn't mention it but i bet there was one that like leads to the clearing or something because it keeps it keeps running away from that clearing 
So Yeah. It's it's weird because the way Griffin describes the creature that Ned is looking at at the end of episode 23 makes it seem like it is the creature, not like one Bigfoot. of the creatures. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It, it feels like, although it does turn into Bigfoot also, like yeah. the other one did, and yeah. we have no idea whether these creatures, like, if one could turn into something, could the other one also? Like, I mean, maybe they're hive mind. Who knows? Maybe. Um, I... Ooh, okay, well, I guess then that that is our first, like, theory debate of of this arc, arc of this chapter, is what what is the bomb bomb? So we, we were in agreement that we thought it was, like, a shapeshifter kind of thing, but do we think it's one thing, or do we think it's two things? I don't know, it's kind of confusing, because, like, there's no reason, I think there's no reason to believe that what like when Griffin is going back and forth between scenes that we're jumping around in time as well as in space. So that's kind of my like little theory is like, well, it could still be one and those events were just happening out of sync. But I feel like that would be kind of a mean trick to play on the audience. Like, I feel like it's a fair assumption for us to make that these scenes are happening in tandem because you're jumping back and forth between them. And it would be like, I don't know if we could like, if there's any way for us to guess that, like, oh, but actually it was, you know, happening out of sync, so it's it was the same monster the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what advantage it would give either us or Griffin for it to have been one monster, like, scenes happening out of order, but with the same monster and thing and things. Because um, what we know about the monster is just that attack on the wasps, the hornets. Yeah. Hornets. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, everything from that incident points to it being a single creature. And like, even yeah, when it was the three of them against the the creature, it didn't like split itself up, you know? Um, yeah, I don't fucking know if there's two of them. Because yeah. like, that's what it seems like from this episode. But I don't know. I'm suspicious for some reason. Yeah, I kind of wish that um, Griffin would have, when Ned arrived at the telescope, the the observatory... I forget what they yeah. call it. Um, the Green Bank Telescope. Yes. I wish that they would have mentioned, like, what time of day it is. Because when Duck was in the clearing, he said, well, yeah. you, know, you know, like, it's it's getting a little bit darker. It's not really daytime anymore. But the moon is not out, you know? That yeah. Would've, I, that would have been yeah. a nice hint. That would have actually. God, I wish I could remember. I feel like Griffin was describing the conditions beyond the rifts, but I wasn't paying, I wasn't asking myself this question of like, what is the timeline? So I wasn't paying attention to what the lighting, what lighting conditions he was describing well, he, specifically. And okay, uh, we're just going all over the place, but I like, I like this. Um, Go for it. He, when he was describing the rifts, he described the one as being like really, really bright. And yeah, I, I wonder if he was caught by surprise. Whoa. Yes. Okay. One rift, one whiffed, one rift was really, really bright. Yes. Do we know, did we know where that went? No, but I, like, I thought that that was, like, that's where you should go. So I thought it was funny. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Ned was like, no, I want to go to the normal, like, the weird looking, well, it's got, it's got, what, um, the chain, it has the, the barbed wire. He was like, that's, yeah. that's the most innocuous thing. And I'm like, barbed yeah. wire, really? <laughs> well, if... So, so get this, if the really bright rift, we, we don't know where that was going, or yeah. maybe they said, Griffin said and we forgot, but if it was pointing outside, and another rift was pointing outside and it wasn't bright, is it possible 
that these rifts move between space and also between time? times. Wait, time? But then at <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What what would be the bright thing in time that it would have traveled to? Sunlight. Like in one oh. through one portal it's day outside and through another one it's night outside. Oh, that's neat. I gotta re-listen to the Griffin's fucking descriptions because I might be full of shit right now. Are you I gonna can't do that right now? I like, uh, I wasn't going to. You can if I you can. want to. Yeah, you might as okay, well. Okay, I'm gonna do it because now I gotta know. <laughs> okay, one thing I want to point out while I'm listening, I haven't gotten to the bright rift yet, but yes. Gr- Griffin is describing the rift that points into the hornets, to like the clump of trees behind the hornet's nest, the bar. Uh-huh. And Griffin says to Clint, this is the one you saw when you were over there investigating, which seems to suggest that these rifts, I hadn't picked up on this, but these rifts are in fixed locations. Yes. Okay, just confirming that, because I I hadn't realized that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go back to listening. Okay, so I've finished re-listening, and it actually doesn't seem like Griffin refers to, like, daylight conditions at all through either of them through any of them the the bright one is only described as very bright and almost all the way closed oh um so this is gonna remain a crack theory but maybe the rifts go through time as well as space and that would explain why suddenly there's like two monsters instead of just one although like again it's not at all unprecedented for there to be multiple things running around during abomination time um, so I don't have anything to say about the ball bag, except that's weird. And <laughs> yeah. Ned got one of the balls. So hopefully they'll be able to examine it later or show it to someone who can make something of it. Yeah. Too bad um, uh, Idris isn't around. Yeah. I feel like. Wait. What? Indrid? Indrid. God. What was I saying? <laughs> Idris. Too, too bad Indrid Too bad Idris Elda, Elba isn't around because we could really use his advice on this one. I just wish he could just narrate my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like if anyone is going to help them, like, decode runes, it would you know, most likely be Idris. Like, I don't know if, would Mama be down to help them? On... So, wait, so he got a ball. Does the ball have runes? No. No, right, I think the, the runes were on the screen. The okay. ball is filled with little floating particles. Yeah, all of the things... That are... Oh, go ahead. Well, Griffin said to Clint, choose what the particles are like in there, and Clint chose they're moving around like a serpent. So yeah, cool. Apparently, they could say whatever they want about the patterns of the particles, so I wonder if that's important. Yeah. Like, the fact that they're, they're not fixed or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Like, of, of all, yeah. all of the <laughs> it's things... just like, yep, it's just there. There's the ball bag. <laughs> all of the things that Griffin was describing, I could I could form it in my mind, but none of it was familiar. Like when when Not we were yet, talking yeah. about when we were talking about Bigfoot, when we were talking about Goatman or or Mothman. Yeah, like, yeah. We um, this this arc was pitched as or like this like all of Amnesty is pitched as oh it's it's about cryptids and things. But most often, we are not actually dealing with, like, established, like, 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 classical cryptids, which is really cool. Like, Griffin is coming up with his own antagonists, which I think is, is really neat. 
Yeah, Griffin's making, like, a really weird story, and I kind of love that. <laughs> but, yeah, all the shit happening right now is just, like, weird as hell. Don't yeah. know what to make of it. Yeah, I think, well... Still confused <laughs> since last episode. Um, I, I think, I recall, I think, I didn't, like, not criticizing, but just saying that a lot of the things that we were being told about Sylvain read to me as very fantasy instead of like sci-fi you complain about this every time we record an episode (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying that this one is very like science fictiony because it it has to do with like jumping realms and space time travel and also like weird technology with runes with balls and like weird things that we don't understand like that definitely reads more sci-fi than fantasy. So, hey, Griffin, if you're listening, we love you. One other thing that I noticed about the orbs, which I just wanted to point out, is that Griffin, when Ned was examining them, Griffin said specifically that the orbs are attached as if they were energy sources, which I thought was a very specific way to describe them. So I assume that means something. Like, oh, they look like... That wasn't like, oh, here's an analogy to help you understand what you're looking at, because that doesn't make any sense. That's not, like, relatable to any real-world object. Well, I mean, I guess that's the relation. They look like energy sources, but, like, like I don't know what to make of that beyond, like, well, are they, Griffin? Are they energy sources? Like, is that what you're saying right now? Well, I think at that point, um, Clint had rolled really well, so I think that Griffin saying that was kind of, like, a gimme, like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, yeah, I'm basically taking that as face value. They look as if they are energy sources because they are. So whatever that means. Um, and I just wanted to kind of put that on the table as like a fact we should remember. Do we think that this whole like weird hotel thing and the the orbs of light with the memories being projected on the bellies or or whatever is this thing unique? to the bomb bomb or is it is it bigger than that who fucking knows there's no (laughs) there's no way to tell like is the bomb bomb just the entities utilizing the space or is the whole thing the bomb bomb because that is yeah it's pretty unclear super complicated because we've i feel like every every bomb bomb we get just keeps getting bigger and bigger so we had like an oil monster and then we had like a water park monster and then we had a tree which was really large and it had roots that like took over the whole town and now we have a thing that has its own realm so what's next yeah i mean we still we don't know that this is its own realm i mean my kind of guess that i'm maintaining is that it's just a rundown old hotel at the edge of town so yeah like we still don't know exactly where the hotel is but it has to either be within range of the gate yeah or on another plane or something and then for some reason it's that's okay for the bomb bomb to go there i didn't even consider that (laughs) well because to me like i uh i was envisioning this whole space kind of like um have you ever seen um oh god what is it called it's a scary movie and it's it's directed by james wan i think maybe um Insidious? Insidious. Fuck. Yes, I love that movie. Are you talking about, like, the hell plane they go to at the end of the movie? Yeah, where it's, you know, Uh, dark and, like, foggy, but there... And there there are, like, structures, but beyond those structures is just, Oh, that doesn't sound familiar. Are we talking about Insidious? That's the one where the little boy is haunted. Yeah. 
Yeah, but so, you remember how in Insidious, when they go to the spirit world or whatever, it's like, it's their house, but it's dark, and there's, like, fog, and it's, you know, like... Yes, I remember that. It, that's what I envision this hotel being, like... Griffin, oh my god, like a Silent Hill, Otherworld kind yeah, of situation? Yeah, okay, like, you know how in, I don't know how, when the last time you read um, Amber Spyglass... Or some yeah, life. yeah, but like it's been a while. When they go to the land of the dead, and they just describe it as being really dark and just like masses of people huddled together, like walking in through the darkness, just moving, yeah. but not really knowing, and that is the kind of mood that I envisioned this thing. Like I don't think Griffin... it is absolutely <laughs> just a rundown hotel. I swear to God, <laughs> it's probably actually it's probably actually that, but in my head it was so much worse. Oh my god. I mean, maybe I didn't pick up on that, but from what I remember, it just seemed like a dilapidated hotel. Like, one of the rooms had part of the floor missing, and it was just kind of like, just an old abandoned hotel, yeah. from, from what I understood. It's gotta be, you, you are correct, and I did not read it this way at all, but now that you've said it, I completely agree with it. <laughs> it's, it's an old hotel within city limits. I mean, I kind of want it to be an other world, too, and I haven't given that idea up because we still don't know exactly where this is. Although, I think, like, Occam's Razor, it's probably just an actual world location. Yeah, I think that makes a lot more sense. Because then it it, it grounds the creature to a more, like, finite kind of power. Because if it could make an entire realm, like, why couldn't it just yeah. escape the radius of the gate, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, I, I like this, because now they can plan to, like, find the hotel and, like, inspect it themselves. Uh-uh, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, I mean, I they could like also that. just hop into, um like, a gate, or, like, one of the rifts, because mm-hmm. they, like, at the least... The creature's there, though. On the inside? Yeah. I mean, but what if it's also on the outside? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know, like, I, like thinking about Insidious and Silent Hill, because, like, this is supposed to be, Amnesty is supposed to be, like, modeled after, like, horror fiction. Yeah. And there are some scenes where I'm like, ooh, this is getting kind of creepy. But, yeah. like, after having spent a good couple minutes talking about Insidious and Silent Hill, now I'm reimagining the hotel scene with, like, a fresh kind of horror that I <laughs> didn't really have when I was listening to the episode originally. Oh, the, you mean um, the fresh kind of horror that I completely... Like, that was my canon <laughs> for as long as until we started talking about it. Um, Sorry to disillusion your cool, like, dark fantasy <laughs> world that you built up. After Duck got um, Sheriff Owens and uh, Hollis to the to the clearing, one, like, N- Duck rolled really well. And one of the yeah. things that he got to see was, like, um, what is the biggest danger to us now or, or yeah. something? And he sees the creature, like in the forest watching i think griffin described the the expression as being like confused and concerned or something yeah but then it like smirked at him yeah what the fuck <laughs> what was that what about? the fuck griffin <laughs> what's happening <laughs> there's so much going on i'm so confused by everything right now remember remember how um at the end of the last arc when um we we started listening to the second to last episode and all of a sudden they were like fertilizer trees we know exactly what's going on and i'm like <laughs> <"Wait>, what <laughs> like i kind of feel like is this going to be the same thing where they're going to start the next episode and they're just going to say something that they discussed off screen and i'm just going to be like wait what 
what happened? I know. It's, yeah, it's because it's like, we have time to sit here and speculate about things too, but also the players have time to think about the events of the previous episodes and like, I don't know, do like, um, Justin and Sydney go over to Clint's house for dinner with Charlie and then they talk about what happened or do they like not want to talk about it because it's like their job or do they try not to talk about it even though they want to I think in that if if I were in that situation I might I might like talk about it a little bit um but I I would I would frame it as like wild speculation because I still want to like engage with the story and I still want to like react to it organically um, I think it's similar to what we do because since we started this podcast, we save up all of our comments for the episode. Like yes. we don't talk about the episode until we record because yes. we want to get it on on tape. So I, I bet they're doing the same thing. Actually, I bet so too. Um, I okay. I know we have to talk about Aubrey, but before I forget, the next week's episode because it's Max Fun Drive, we get two two episodes in a row. Um, and next week's episode oh. is a, the the Adventure Zone Zone. Oh, <gasps> is it really? It really is. And he said, Griffin Yay! said, Griffin said it was going to be about amnesty or, or the graphic novels or whatever you want. You just, it's just, you ask them and they might try to answer it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna, my question for you is, uh, should I tweet this from, uh, Taz Talk's account or should I tweet this from my own account? I, either way, I really, really want to tweet them and just say like, if we could get some examples of what things have happened were that like were consequences of a bad role yes like, i would love that please do and yes. yeah i guess do it from the taz talk account <laughs> unless you want to do it from your account either way is fine with me i might i don't know i, I think that one i will do from the taz talk account just because i would love if griffin or anybody could just say taz talk <laughs> <laughs> but i also like i i, I really want to know was minerva dying always the plan or going away like was minerva disappearing always the plan or was it a result of a bad role I don't I'm know if super, they're going to answer that, but I hella want to know. Yeah. Yeah. That might be something that they, I mean, yeah, it's, that's like a big deal. If it is something that he was planning, I can imagine him like wanting to hold that a little closer to the vest. So maybe he won't answer it until yes. like a post like a series, post the whole post thing. season. Yeah. Yep. But, but after we figured out that like what he does or like of, of when duck had the visions the contents and the clarity depended on how well he rolled. Like, that's huge. That is yeah. that is huge. Yeah, that's huge. We spent a lot of time, like, going over that. So that, to me, is still crazy. And, and even though uh, he is mundane now and it doesn't super matter, I want to know if it mattered then, you know? Oof. Anyway, so Aubrey. I want, before we get away from the 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 clearing scene near the archway i wanted to point out that we actually did have one of our questions from the previous episode confirmed which was did that thing go through the archway or maybe it was from a couple episodes ago but like we were trying to figure out like is it implied here that the bomb bomb escaped into sylvain and um we know now from this episode that like it the Bigfoot was for sure headed for the archway and like Justin was wondering, is it gonna go through? Is that normal? And Griffin admitted that like it would be strange if that happened because it hasn't yes. happened before. Yes. Um I, I so like I feel that. good Yeah, I feel good about having that confirmed. And also I fucking forgot that the archway is only active in the moonlight, which yeah. is hilarious. Like, <laughs> there you go, Chelsea. When things start to get too sci-fi, just remember that the mystical gate in the forest only opens up in the light of the full moon. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so fantasy. Did we know if one of the rifts... Did one of the rifts open to the clearing? I think so. Oh. Or no. Now I can't remember. I just fucking listened <laughs> to the rift room description, and I don't remember this. It's okay. I assume one must. Oh, no. Well, because... It's not like, oh, the Bigfoot disappeared. It must have gone through a rift because we saw it at the edge of the clearing, creepily smiling at Duck. It could have just disappeared well, into the forest. the first time that Hollis tracked it down there, it did disappear. And and we were thinking, oh, did it go through the gate? But I, yeah. it's more likely that it jumped into a rift. Yeah, that that would make sense. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, one more thing. One more thing before we get to Aubrey. <laughs> Dude, I don't even have anything to say about Aubrey, so I'm fine with it. It's one another another thing where I'm like, well, that happened, and yeah. well, I I have I have like one or two things about Aubrey. Okay, good, good, because um, I'm just like, hmm. But my my, <laughs> my second to last thing about um, the the clearing scene was, so it's a shape shifting being that particles and light or something. Is it choosing to to form itself into Bigfoot? And if it is, why Bigfoot? Like, what is it? Because I'm wondering, have we seen Barclay this whole arc? We did. We have seen Barclay. Barclay was there when Mama... Yeah, Barclay was there, yeah, when they were kind of, like, talking to Danny or something okay. in that first episode. Okay. We don't know who's in the light cocoon yes. in the hotel. Yes. And another thing is that, like... These things, I think, yes, I think they're choosing to turn into Bigfoot. I don't know. What was your second question? Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna suggest maybe if it, like, maybe it took Barclay and was using its memories to, like, replicate being a Bigfoot or something. Well, but, it's not, I mean, the interesting thing is it's not turning into what Barclay looks like as Bigfoot. Griffin described it as, like, what you would have thought Bigfoot looked like before you'd seen the real Bigfoot. Uh... On the other hand, we don't know that it turned into an accurate Danny either. Yeah. Although we do know that it turned into an accurate uh, Gregor Mortis. Yes. Because it was like a, he, like the thing turned into a convincing clone of him. Yes. So it's basically the ditto from Pokemon where it can change like (laughs) 90% of the way, but then the 10% is still the eyes. What percent was not right on Gregor Mortis. His dick. I was gonna make that joke! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so the magic girl in the void has bright glowing orange eyes. That's like clearly related to Aubrey's orange eye. Not sure how, not sure who the girl was, not sure what her relationship is to Aubrey. Aubrey obviously has some kind of connection to Sylvain. Yeah. Um that yeah. we don't understand. Uh that that and, lady uh, is the heart of Sylvain. It's Maybe. I mean like they do refer to Sylvain as a her yep. and like that could just be like referring to ships as a her. Yeah. But also it does seem like Sylvain is an entity. Yes. Like a living planet. I, I like... Maybe, yeah, fuck. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> think about that. I guess that's Sylvain. Like, there she is. Yeah, I think that's... It's gotta be her. Her eyes are I buy orange. It. <laughs> um, so that means... Well, at God. first I thought... I, at first I thought, is it Aubrey's mom? Like, did Aubrey's mom not die and Aubrey's mom has just been chilling underground? Like, is that Aubrey's mom? But I think she would have recognized... Aubrey's mom, her Sylvain, mom. all along? That's, that has been my running theory since, like, she got her powers. Because why else would she have, like, the necklace, you know? 
but yeah, I don't know if Damn. she she didn't straight up say mommy. It was just <laughs> someone who felt familiar, and and of course yeah. it's familiar because you're half of her because you touched her crystal and you are Sylvain now. So yeah, it's weird. I'm not sure what's happening. It was cool. It was fantasy as hell. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> um, and Aubrey's in jail now. And Aubrey's in jail. And Dewey's dead. I know. Okay, and I have a question about that. Did Dewey turn into a ghost because that's what happens to people when they die in this world? Or is it the result of Aubrey's big magic? It's got to be the result of Aubrey's big magic. because if Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If people turn into ghosts when they die, then Duck would have seen his buddy after he died. Um, uh, oh. An animal. The animal. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. Well, so this is interesting then. Okay, follow-up question. Yes. Is it is it Dewey's soul that Aubrey has trapped on Earth or something? Or is it like a Harry Potter ghost where it's kind of like a copy of their essence? Ooh. But it's not like their natural... If, if souls are a thing, yeah. then it's not like their soul. It's just like an echo or something. Man, I don't know. That yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some existentially troubling implications to the Harry <laughs> Potter version of ghosts. So I'm not sure where this is going and how I feel about it. Either way, it kind of kind of sucks because wasn't Dewey like a newlywed or something? Was or, he? Oh man, I'm pretty sure he was like he has a wife at least or a partner. Look. Or Does he have a new baby or something? I and think, I forgot about it. I think maybe that was a thing. Like I remember Fuck. his, I, I remember him having a family life and it being a joke or something. And now he's dead. Yeah, I remember him being a very likable character, and now he's dead. But yeah. maybe he'll become an even more likable ghost. Yeah, and and maybe he'll also get a nut farm and was it pistachios and then or <laughs> peanuts or I see where you're going with this. So, uh, fucking Aubrey is blowing through her luck, and that seems really reckless. Like, I think maybe maybe Ned has actually used luck twice also. And I don't know if... I don't remember if Duck's done it at all. But I don't like, think... Duck has not, I don't think. I feel like every third episode, Travis is like, all right, gonna use the luck and fix that one, you know? And, like... I didn't realize they had eight. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And actually... If Griffin did say we're about halfway through the campaign, right? Yep. So that would actually make sense. Yeah. Aubrey's like half in the first half, and then there'll be four more in the second half. Yeah. That's it, not so bad. Um, I think that they're using their luck at an appropriate rate, it seems like, yeah. anyway. Um, but again, like I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to roll and to miss really crucial rolls. So I, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember all of the single individual instances um, that Aubrey has used her luck i i don't think any of them are like to be taken lightly um but like i don't think so either yeah the the one about big magic is obviously a really 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 important role yeah i i definitely was like yeah i would definitely do this when i thought that she was gonna bring dewey back to life and not turn him into a ghost yeah. what the fuck i think i think yeah mm, maybe maybe she can like put him back in there <laughs> god maybe that's great that's gruesome well i love it though i don't know No, it's good because <laughs> i mean how else is she supposed to not go to jail like I, I can't think of a way for this to be like for this to resolve itself that wouldn't involve 
her getting arrested because she clearly... This whole thing is going to shit because, like, Hollis already knew that there was something weird going on. And now they have seen the Bigfoot and Duck spilled the beans about yeah. a lot of stuff. The sheriff knows. Dewey's dead. Megan saw some shit. Yep. It's, like, popping off everywhere. And yep. I don't know, Are we? is this going to be a transition to all of humanity knowing about monsters now? Or, or at least just some people in Kepler. Like, a part of me is thinking the way that this is going to pan out is that they're going to catch the bomb bomb, they're going to kill Bigfoot or whatever, and then they're going to be like, okay, and that's it. That that That's the one weird thing in Kepler. Everything is normal now. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, I, I really liked the line that the sheriff had about, like, I'm finally seeing something that's, like, evidence of what's been going on in Kepler. Yes. It's kind of, like, something that I remember him talking about before. And it's something I really like, this idea that, like, the people of the town, even though technically they are not in the know, they all know yeah. something is weird. Yeah. Well, and Hollis definitely... is really cool. Hollis definitely knows at least that magic yeah, is a Yeah, because a bunch of their, like, crew got fucked up. Like, I think yeah. at that point, it's like, Hollis was an eyewitness. Yeah. Sort of. Definitely. Yeah, because then they chase the thing into the... Okay, that's right. I'm, like, remembering the beginning of this <laughs> of this arc now. My question is, where the heck is Agent... What's his face? Well, I don't know. Bigfoot's running around. <laughs> I know, around. there's, like, multiple Bigfoots running around. Yeah. <laughs> like, shouldn't he be all over this? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, that's what I love about him is that, like... There's kind of this implied he's really inept at what he's doing. Yeah. So that's like the irony of it. Like Kepler is crawling with Bigfoots right now and like he's just doing a crossword puzzle or something. <laughs> that is pretty funny. One one thing that I thought was funny is that they're like 24 episodes in to this arc, mm -hmm. this season, and Griffin still has to tell them to like just... No, describe what your character wants to do. Don't say that you want to do this kind of role. Yeah. Like, I feel like he has to say that to them so often. And it's been almost, it's been like 25 episodes. Yeah. Well, okay. It's been 24. <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's kind of a nice uh, kind of reminder, sort of. Because this is still like, I, I remember thinking to myself while I was listening to this episode, I like that it's so collaborative that, he has to sometimes, like, prompt them to, well, say what you're going to do, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But I like that they are discussing what they're going to do and how they're going to make it work and justify yeah. it for the narrative. Um, I also feel, I also really like that they acknowledge that the things that they're doing are, it's not what they would do personally, but it's what they think their characters would do, which I think yeah. is, I, I super appreciate that. That's really cool. I think they did a lot of that in... Um balance too i think especially travis really struggled with playing mag i mean not really like eventually really got into character and that was a thing but yeah. like i think from the get-go travis was like found it difficult to be magnus tough guy rushes into things yeah yeah until he like really got into character yeah yeah and i think clint is really having a fun time playing ned uh this like i think so too when, yeah i it seems like ned is really fun to play yeah anytime he can he mentions well Ned's a coward, so this is what I'm gonna do, and it turns out like really fun and and really like uh, un unexpected a lot of times. Hey, Rach, uh, where can people find us? Uh, you can find us on Tumblr at taztalk.tumblr.com, on iTunes by searching for Taz Talk Podcast, or by sending us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. We are on Twitter as at Taz Talk Podcast. Hell yeah. All right. Um, can't wait to figure out uh, what happens mysteries? to Aubrey and Dewey's ghost and how they get out of jail and all the other mysteries. Um, <laughs> yeah. All it's going to have to wait two weeks because we have to analyze their analyzing of. of oh, that's true. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.